In this episode of the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series, there are adult themes and swear words. So please be careful. If you're listening to this in your car with your kids in the back seat, maybe listen to a different episode and come back to this one. Adult content is coming up. You're just about to launch your product, your service, your business. But have you got the price right? Have you got the website right? Is the page perfect? Are you ready? Every entrepreneur goes through the period of self-doubt before launch. Even I do. When I'm just about to send the email out, I have this feeling inside that says, do you really want to do this? What if you've got it wrong? What if you made mistakes? What if they reject you? And it's a journey to learning to accept it, expect it, embrace it, and do it anyway. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun, and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome back. This is episode eight of the coaching series with Jamie, and we're talking the Mandy Nine comic book Kickstarter. And Jamie, we've been on a journey together to get to this point, haven't we? Well, I just have to say that obviously nobody can see the video recording, but when you said eight, I was like, eight? Eight? <laughs> Where has the time? Eight? <laughs> is this Kickstarter done already? Has it been funded? Like, what is going on with this? The eight? Uh, wow. Good job, Alan. Eight? eight episodes with me. I really appreciate it, by the way. Like this has been really amazing for me. Yeah. What's going on? So many things, so many things are going on. I feel like each week I'm not going to have much to share with you. And then lo and behold, <laughs> like there's like an hour's worth of content to talk yes. about. <laughs> so here we are. Well, I think people don't like, we all underestimate how big these projects are. And people go, oh, just throw up a Kickstarter and it'll be fine and we'll do some business. Like, I don't think people realize that some of these projects are huge to get done and they take time, energy, investment. Especially the first time you do anything, it takes three times longer than you imagine it would. So we're in the right place. And actually, I'm so impressed because you've announced it on social media, haven't you? Yes, I have. In fact, I probably, should, well, there's no shoulds, right? That's such a negative thing. You know, some sites recommend starting promotion a month ahead of time. And I started two weeks ahead, but two weeks of public promotion. I have been doing my one-on-one -on -one promotion, which we can talk about mm. after. But yeah, I made the social media announcement. Lots of people sharing it. Lots of people. Well, lots for me. Um, commenting. People are super excited. It's really cool. And like when you launch a pre-launch page on Kickstarter, um, I can just give a few quick tips to everybody. Like this is the quick tip se section. I thought I had to have my whole Kickstarter page ready to be approved. And then I do the pre-launch, but it seems, no, you just get them bare minimum done and approved. And then you have a pre-launch and then you can have a pre-launch page for months ahead of time. But I was like, Oh, I have to have everything. No, I didn't lesson learned for next time, but, um, it doesn't matter. It's up. And with this pre-launch page, people can who have Kickstarter accounts can you know follow it. And I saw twenty people are following my project, and I'm like, ooh, super cool! Twenty people, that's awesome, awesome. And because it's for sure people I know. Well, maybe not. Maybe there's a stranger, and that's really cool. 
Yes. So it's up. You've got people sharing it. But you sent me an email yesterday, which I'm really interested in, which started with, I'm still really questioning the price. Yes. And then there was a good couple of paragraphs about different prices and what to do with it. Yeah. So tell me where you are with pricing, because we can still tweak up until the last moment of the launch, I understand. Yes. So I do you know, want to be a full-time artist. This is my dream. But I also have realistic steps to get there. And I really would like this Kickstarter to be successful. If it fails, it fails. But let's not go there. Let's not be negative. Let's say that I achieve this. I just feel like a $3,000 goal with a print comic of a mini comic, like a half page, half size comic, it's really big. And I'm looking at other projects and a lot of them are charging what I'm charging for the print copy for a 32 page comic. So already I'm kind of doing double what other people are doing. So on one hand, I'm like, well, if my next one is a full page comic, how am I going to justify that price? So there's that. I feel like, again, it's a first project. It's really about getting a fan base and getting people to follow me, to support it. And a lot of people have never supported a Kickstarter before. So they don't know what, they don't understand why a comic is 15 bucks. So I had discussed with you bringing the price down on the print version and then also on like mm. the digital version. So a friend of mine who's run three or four successful Kickstarters said, you can have, you know, your regular version and then you can have a version with, that's signed with like a sketch and that could be more expensive. So I was going to do the print version at $15. Now I'm thinking of having the print version be 10, but 15 print with, um, you know, signed with a sketch. So it doesn't cost more to print out, but it adds value to it. So that was my sort of rationale for that. And then, yeah, and I had other like, so basically the digital would go down in price. The single print would go down in price, but then the other levels with like the artist sketch, the digital commission, or the you are the victim would all stay the same. And I also mentioned in my email, because we had figured out this, you be the victim pledge, super cool, 200 bucks. I already have two people who are fighting for it, <laughs> who are like, because I mentioned to someone, I'm like, oh yeah, when someone wants to, to have that one. And they're like, what they're allowed to call dibs on it? I'm like, well, no, like, I didn't know you wanted it too. It's going to have to be like whoever does it first. So that's pretty exciting. Now I'm like, wish I'd maybe made that one a little higher. Um, yeah, we should have doubled the price on that yeah, one if you've yeah. uh, got that. I think that's an incredible thing to offer. Like you're in a comic, you're mm -hmm. immortalized. It's a very cool thing to do. Yeah. And I think this is a great first experiment because I think you'll find what gets the audience reaction. And part of this, Jamie, is you, one never knows what the audience is going to be interested in until you put it out there. And we'll have a bunch of random ideas and throw it out. And some of them no one will buy. And some of them people will just go crazy over. And you just can't tell. And I'm constantly surprised. Like, I, basically, I've learned I am not a good barometer of what the audience wants. Uh, you just kind of have to put it out there and they will vote with their dollars. And we'll see that as we go. So this lowering the main target from 3000 to 2000 and changing all the pricing structure, what do you have to believe to make you think that you need to do this? Are you saying like my thoughts are sort of negative and I need to rethink, you know, what did we talk about? Like reframe my, my negative thoughts into something more positive to be able to reach the $3,000 goal. Is that what you're saying? Or uh, yeah, go you. 
No, I'm just asking the question because if you're going, I, I should put this down, I should go from 3,000 to 2,000, something is behind that. Something's driving that change. Yeah, it's math. <laughs> it's math. It's math. <laughs> it's math, yeah. When, when I do the numbers, 3,000 for like 100 print comics is just never going to happen. And the fan base and the size of people I have and the amount of people I would need to reach that number is like insurmountable to me. So if I reach 2,000, I can always keep going. They don't stop you at the number, right? Like you can always go past you can your goal. stretch goals. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, yeah, stretch goals. And like, I was thinking even if I, I could do stretch goals, which are more pages to the comic, it, to go from a 16 page comic to a 20 page comic is not that much. It's not more story, but I could add more sketches, maybe like preview, you know, a preview of other things. Like there's so much I can add to it, but like, why would I put the $3,000 goal and not reach it, but I can put 2000 and reach it? Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's where my brain is. I feel more comfortable with that. And um, I mean, you know, with one pledge at like 200, like we're already 10% there. You know? <laughs> like, so I think what I'm hearing is you don't think it's possible to hit 3000. Yeah. In my heart of hearts, I do not. I guess that's true. Yeah. That's kind of what I've heard from that because you're using maths to back up the feeling that you can't hit it. But as I, as I said, I could hit it, you're allowed to go past your funding goal. You don't even need stretch goals. You're allowed to go past your funding goal. But why would I take a chance of not achieving it? You know, are you saying like, this is just like the old eBay days where people used to actually like bid and not just, you know, buy now and an item, (laughs) yeah, an item that had started high would end up not selling and an item that started at a penny would end up selling really high because, People feel invested. So in in a way, what I'm saying is actually true based on that old eBay thing. Like once someone's invested, they want it to succeed. Oh, wait, you're right. So if they're like, I really want it to succeed at 3,000. I've invested. I'm going to share it more. I want it to reach that higher number. Oh, I just talked myself out of it. (laughs) Damn it. I also think there's no right answer. We just need to do version one. And like whether it's 2,000 or 3,000, I think the only bit I get hung up on is I feel like this is a confidence thing, not a maths thing. Like If we were truly confident that we could get it out there, we could promote it, which I am, I feel like we could, like selling the 200 for the You Get Murdered in the comic, selling the digital packs, selling the printed comics, you've got the level where you're offering, um, which I love the new level, by the way. So if you're listening to this, go have a look at Jamie's Kickstarter page. Jamie, we've added a link to the website page on your website, haven't we? Which is yes, jamiedillon.com slash rebel. And it's uh, Jamie spelt funny because I'm weird. It's J-A-Y-M-I-E, Dylan, like Bob Dylan slash rebel. And that's the original Kickstarter page before uh, we made changes to it. So yes. So go there and we'll also add a link to the Kickstarter page. You can have a look and you'll be able to root around Jamie's website and find it as well. The bit that I really liked that you added was one of the levels further on was the digital commission. So you've actually offered the comic book plus you drawn as a character or one of your family members or something like that. So you've Mm -hmm. actually got some decent level prices. You've got an $85 one and you've got a $200 one. It doesn't take many of those to get to $3,000. It really doesn't take many. Okay, so let's say we keep the three thousand dollar i still feel like lowering the print copy price i still feel more comfortable with that 
because as I said, like there's other people charging the same amount for like a full comic. We could do the comic and then the signed sketch comic. So that that's a way to have the exact same product, but with two different prices. So actually like I've changed nothing. I've just added one more tier and yeah. Uh, Cause it, it's, it's hard. People who would never back to Kickstarter are going to look at this and be like $15 for a piece of fucking comic, you know, not realizing like it's, yeah, you're getting a, a unique artistic item, a one-time printing, a Kickstarter version, and also like it's small print. There's a lot of fees. There's Kickstarter fees. There's Quebec taxes of 35%. Um, there's, you know, there's lots of little things to go with it. Shipping, handling, all that stuff. It's just so much more expensive when you're small. So that's why it's more expensive. And yeah, you're you're supporting an artist. You're kickstarting a project. You're creating something. So what if we do like 2,500? Like, you know, like I feel like this is like a happy medium. Well, we okay, let's, let's take a break from this. This is the self-confidence thing. Um, why do I feel I won't reach it? So I have been doing what I said and reaching out to, to old friends. And you said, don't mention the Kickstarter way right away. Just be like, how, how are you doing? So I wrote a whole, I, I've written about 30 people. And like one night, this is so lame. I couldn't sleep because I got so many heartwarming messages from friends that I hadn't oh. talked to in years. And I was like, just so like, I did this before bed. I'm reading these messages and I'm like, Oh God, I you know, just was like so happy. So this is now like just Jamie's corner. Everybody just take 10 seconds away from my Kickstarter and think about that friend that you haven't written in years. And you're super embarrassed to write them because you haven't written them in years. Trust me. They feel the exact same way. Just write them a little note saying, hey, it's COVID. Everything's fucked up. I was thinking about you. Give me a life update. And then they will. And it's so nice. Okay, James Corner's <laughs> over. Returning to Island Show. <laughs> well, I love that. That is fantastic advice. Fantastic advice. So two bits. One, I'm fine with the $2,000 bit. Like it doesn't really matter because we can go past the ticket. The other bit here is the just the undervaluing piece and I've had so many entrepreneurs, me included, that I've spoken to over the years that undervalue what they do and undervalue their effort. So I mm -hmm. tend to encourage people to go a little bit higher. When I listen to you speak and you say people are going to look at the price of $15 for a comic and go, $15? We don't know if they're going to do that yet. That's currently that voice is in your head. It's not a real one. Let's see. For viewers at home, it is February 18th. I am launching March 1st. So it's a little less than two weeks from now. And I'm in, I'm deep in the like promotion part. And the place I am in right now is my goals seem so far away and impossible. I'm looking at the comic page in my, which you can all go see, uh, you know, and I'm like, these drawings fucking suck. This story is confusing. Uh, I'm so embarrassed. What am I doing? Like, this is where I am right now. This is like, I'm not having like a dark night of the soul yet. We'll have that like when I'm not at my goal and it's like, you know, hour 23 or whatever. But I am definitely having like a lower self-esteem day today. That is definitely happening. What do you do when your dream goal seems, and I'm not just talking about the Kickstarter, like, and I know I have to come back to earth and just be with the Kickstarter, but obviously I want to be creating art all the time. I want to improve my art. I want to get better as an artist, uh, you know, and it just seems so far away. And my time is so limited. I'm turning 40 this year. I'm just like, I'm spiraling. What do you do when you are in that spiral <laughs> of 
oh my God, I'm not good enough and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's where I am right now mentally. And that will definitely lead to doubting the pricing, doubting the decisions, changing things. I've had it. Did I tell you the story of the first time I sold to Microsoft and the pricing? I feel like maybe, but tell it again. Please share. So the first time I ever pitched to Microsoft, I was at lunch uh, with this guy and you know, I said, what job do you have? And he said, oh, I'm head of training and development for Microsoft Europe, Asia, and Africa. And I'm like, ah, you're the man I need to speak to. And I had this like panic moment. But we had a good lunch. We had a chat. I managed to hide the fact I was really nervous. And at the end, he asked that dreadful question, which is how much? And it's actually far harder when you've got someone staring you in the eyes than it is on a Kickstarter and you just put it up there and you don't actually have someone staring at you. So you asked me how much for the course. And I had this panic of, I want to charge more than a thousand, but I don't know if I can. And I just kind of took a deep breath and I tried. What happens to your voice when you ask a question, Jamie? It, it goes up, like, you know, at the there's an inflection at the end. Exactly. It's called question intonation where everything you say sounds like a question, like a even valley if girl. it's a statement. Yeah, exactly like a valley girl. I don't think I've ever actually met one, but yes. And I tried desperately not to do question intonation, but I'm pretty sure I went 950 pounds. And that just shows you have no faith in your own pricing because you're questioning yourself. And that's purely based on confidence. If you were confident, if one was confident, you go 950 pounds and there's a statement tone, it's a fact, that's it. So I kind of said this price, and I could see his face change. You know that moment when you said the price, and you're like, oh dear, I've said the wrong thing. His face has changed. And inside, I'm going, okay, I've messed this up. I need to fix it. 850 pounds? 750 pounds? 650? I don't care. I work for nothing. Just give me the deal. And my insides are revolting. And my self-worth is doing a turn and I'm thinking, he is thinking, I've said way too much. This guy's not worth it. And like, I'm battling all of that inside. On the outside, what do you think he saw? Uh, a stoic, confident man. Like as much as I could, my face was probably doing all sorts of contortions of doubt, but as much as I could, I shut up and I held all of that doubt inside and he looked at me and it felt like it was 10 minutes later. In reality, it was probably like eight seconds or something. But he looked at me and he said, okay, how about 1,050? And, and okay. And I had enough wherewithal just to not question why he'd offered more, stick out my hand, shake his hand, and the deal was done. Mm -hmm. And it actually was two years later, I found out he was paying up to 10 grand a course for other people. And he was like, no one's going to take it seriously if it's under a thousand. So I'll just pay him over a thousand and that'll do. And that was my own internal doubt that got in the way. And it's just having the confidence to put the price out there and hold the doubt in and see what the market says, because we just don't know yet. And we can project what people are saying. And in my particular case, I projected that he thought I was charging too much and actually, it was the exact opposite that was true. Okay, fair. I guess I'm scared that I'll be embarrassed if, I, if it doesn't get funded. And if it gets funded, I'll be really happy. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I got funded. 
I'm paying for everyone's shipping, but it's fun to, yeah, I, I, at at 2000, I wouldn't be paying everyone shipping, but I would, you know, it would be like flat line. I think of like breaking even, right? So put it in for two and a half, move on, and then you at least are not aiming to break even. Because if you aim to break even, you'll lose money. If you aim to make a profit, you might break even. So I would say just do that. And to actually answer your question, which is, what do you do on those days where the goal feels so far off? It's a challenging one, and I completely understand. The ideal way to deal with it is to go, what is the small action I can take right now to move me towards my goal? And like just to start taking action, because the more we panic that it's far off, the more we think that we're not going to get there, the less likely we are, and the less time we actually spend taking action that will move it towards it. The more we just go, okay, like I've set my goal at two and a half, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter, two and a half, three, I've set my goal, my one action, I'm going to email this person now. I'm going to do a post on Instagram now. I'm going to do a Facebook now. I'm going to email my mailing list and say, check it out. It's coming. I'm just going to do those actions. And action is the thing that dissipates fear. And you've said you've got 20 people that have saved it. Well, that's phenomenal. You've barely launched it two days ago and you've got 20 people watching it. And two of them are interested in the 200 level. Like, let's just go for it. Let's just make this thing happen. And when I was, I think I was sort of 29, 30 years old, and I'd just started my business. And I think that was the year I was selling to schools, Jamie, and schools don't have any money. I really struggled. And (laughs) I made £13,000 turnover uh, in the year, which is barely enough to live off. and. I'm just about to hit 30. I've turned over 13,000 pounds and I'm thinking, like, is this my life? Is this it? Am I going to do it? And I can look back on that moment now and go, you were in a mess, Alan, but like, at least you took the next step. I never gave up. I always just took the next step. And I think in those moments where you think this is too far off, I'm never going to reach it. You just have to have faith that if you keep taking the next steps, we'll move towards the journey and I'd like to do it with you. It's a deal. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. So we just need an agreement on the price and I'm just going to tell you, it's your first comic book Kickstarter. It doesn't really matter. Like whether it's 12 bucks, 13 bucks, 11 bucks. And I would say like, you don't have to go in five buck increments. You can go in smaller increments. So if you're thinking, I want the printed one to be 10, not 15, like put it at 12. Those few dollars each person are going to make a difference over the course of it. And if you want to stick it at 2000 and shoot to go higher, that's absolutely fine with me. It doesn't really matter. We just need to get version one done. I would rather you shot to make a profit than shot to break even. That would be my preference. But sometimes for our own confidence, we just need to get version one done. And when I did version one of the pop-up business school with Simon, We barely made any money. We probably just over broke even, but I did it. I did it. It worked. We got the feedback and that got me to version two. So I'm with you. Let's just get version one done and we can celebrate afterwards and we can do it. So does that make sense? And I don't mean to sound flippant when I say I don't care. No, no, no. I do, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And that's why 
I just really want to get it funded. Like even if I, I know it's good to aim for a profit, but it would be so exciting if it got funded and I could move forward in it. I don't know. I don't know. Can you believe I'm still like, let's, I feel like we should just leave this a cliffhanger. Did Jamie go to 3000 or down to 2000? You'll have to tune in next week to find out what decision she made. And someone is at home listening being like, both those numbers are stupid low, you know, like, or stupid high. Like, I don't know. Someone to someone else, this whole conversation is ridiculous. Yeah. I should just fucking choose. Okay. Let's break. Let's just decide. We'll go in the middle 2,500, you know, let's just do that. And then it's done. I'm not wasting any more time on this. I'm also a big flip-flopper. I love to flip-flop and that's what's happening. I can't decide. Oh, even now I'm like, it says 3000 on the page. I could just leave it. I could just leave it there. Okay. Let's agree. 2,500. What's your, what's your, what are your thoughts? Agreed, sold, do it. Let's go for it. My thoughts are you can spend so long discussing the price. And actually I've spent so much time with entrepreneurs discussing, should it be this? Should it be that? Should it be the other? They never get anything done. They never <laughs> get towards their goals. Yeah. That's and me. I mean, oh, sorry. I interrupted you. No, 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 no. Like, you know, the point I was going to make, you know, exactly where I was going. We can either discuss it or we can do it. I was looking through some old notebooks on Evernote and I was looking at all these old comic projects I had. And I'm like, I had all these fucking comic ideas that I didn't do because I couldn't decide which one to do all these things I could have had done. Anyways, that's the past. We're moving on. But yeah, me sitting around deciding wastes so much time. I'm the same shopping. Like if I need a new pair of shoes, I'll spend like days and, you know, looking them up when it's like so many man hours, I could have been making money and bought the most expensive pair of shoes I ever fucking wanted. But instead I spent like so much time going on review sites and this and this, are these the right ones? And then in the end, it's like, who cares? Who cares? It's not that big a deal. So yeah. Oh my God. I definitely spend too much time making decisions. So 2,500. I've said it. It's done. Everybody can hear everyone out there. Hold me accountable. 2,500. We're not going lower. We're not going higher. This is what I've chosen. Perfect. And if you were to look at my dress sense, you could probably tell where most of my decisions are made. Uh, It's not on clothing. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I just wear the same superhero t-shirts every day and I just move on with life and I spend my time doing other stuff. But we all focus on different things. But if we don't make decisions, we won't get anywhere. Okay, we've got the decision. We know where we're going. Now we need to market. Now we need to do this thing. And we just need to get it out there. Yeah, 30 minutes in and all we did was talk about things we've already talked about. But yes, so I did the the marketing of contacting the humans that I know in real life. And then of course, yeah, like 90% of them are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, blah, blah, blah. Life is crazy. And also I'm just launching this Kickstarter. Here's the link. Just if you care. And like a lot of people are really excited and a couple of people gave me advice. Like one friend who'd done like four Kickstarters gave me some really good tips. Two people did. So anyway, so that's cool. I had done like early, early, maybe in like our first ever chat, uh, we talked about like the tapping on the shoulder method of online, like Mm -hmm. meeting, you know, follow them and and start. and, And I have been doing that and I've had a few connections from this actually, you know, is that it? Like, what else can we do besides like tap people on the shoulder, comment on them, you know, like what else is there for promotion? Well, we're actually getting to the stage where we need to get down to the business end, which the business end of it is now you've warmed all these people up. You've created the connections. We now need to ask them directly for what we want, which is support in sharing the campaign. That's it. That's what we really want. So 
I think it's coming up to the stage where we're directly going to say to all of these people, there's three ways you can help me. If you could do all three, you'd make my day. But number one, share it on Facebook. Number two, email some friends that you know who are into comics and tell them about it. Or number three, whatever it is. And you say, could you do these things to help me? It would mean such a lot. And we start to spread the word. We start to tell everyone about it. So the key here, Jamie, is directly asking for what you want. Okay. So I have, I have directly asked a few people to share. So you're like, share it on Facebook, tell a friend. And then number three is like actually supported. Are these the three things that we're asking? Did I catch that? Maybe it's, maybe it's actually supported, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I think it's share it on Facebook, email a friend who you know is into comic books, or is there another platform that's going to help us? Is it Instagram? Is it this? Is it that? Do we want the big push to be on the actual day of launch? I'm not sure. So I think it should be like, yeah, because you don't want to warm people up too much. Um, I'm thinking like maybe the week of launch, like the week before, say, can you share? Because I shared it on my socials, but I haven't like shared it on my personal Facebook yet. You know, but most of these people know already because I contacted them one-on-one. So I'm wondering if I'll sh- like I can just share it on my personal Facebook. Then a week before I can be like, can you share it? And then the day before be like, it's launching tomorrow. And then the day of also the same thing. Like, I think it's just like a week before, a day before and day of. And I don't want to overburden people with it and have them mute me and then they don't even see it at all. (laughs) No, that's perfect. But we do need to directly ask and we need to ask on the day as well. Like, please, can you share it today? Like, do this today. And you have a huge number of contacts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and different places for us to message to. Like there's hundreds and hundreds of people we can start to reach out to and say, right, it's coming, get ready, this is exciting. And we just need to start connecting with them. I feel like you've got enough people in your network that you know already that we can start with. Then we can start promoting to the other groups. We can go in the comic book groups on Facebook. We can find the hashtags on Twitter. We can go and find the women in horror people on Instagram. Like we can do all of that stuff. But before we even get there, we've got a network of hundreds and hundreds of people that like you. Well, I'm assuming they like you. Let's not assume that. But you know what I mean. hope some of them do. My mom does. <laughs> yes. My mum is my biggest fan on social media and I love her. You will always see, hello, mum. Uh, if you see Hazel Donegan commenting on my posts, you'll know it's my mum. She's wonderful. She doesn't like my beard. She fully abuses me for having a beard online, but that's okay. So look, we've got this massive group of people that we can get going now. So like, let's just start messaging and actually... What I want you to do is make this a daily habit. So we've got 12, 13 days till launch. We should be aiming to message 15, 20 people every day and do it in the bits in between. So you go for a walk, message 10 people. You do your weights in the morning, message 10 people. You have your break at work, message 10 people. And it just needs to become a habitual habit that you're constantly marketing and saying hi, replying to messages, speaking to these people, doing it in the gaps. I think I have about 420 people on my Instagram. I don't know all of them in real life, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So are you talking about like now 426? Like, are you talking about the people I know in real life doing this message thing again, like just asking them to share? Or are you talking about actually messaging people who are following me? Number one, start with the people you know. Okay. 
Number two, move to the people that you don't know that well. Number three, move to the people who you don't know but follow you. And then number four, we'll move to the people that don't follow you and we don't know. That would be the kind of priority. So we're going from the warmer, hotter out to the colder. And we spend our time doing that as we go. Because the people in the inner circles that know you, like you, trust you, follow you, they're going to be far easier to help you share, promote, because they trust you and like you. And then we'll gradually move out. So at the moment, for the next two days, you're going to be messaging all the people you know. And then for the two days afterwards, you'll be messaging the people that you don't know as so well. Does that make sense? Think of it as like concentric circles coming out. Yeah, so out. you're saying like, but I, but like all the people that I've reached out to to ask like how their life is going, are you saying now like actually ask them to commit to sharing? Is that what you're saying? Or is this, are you talking about new people that I already know that I haven't like reached out to yet? Well, you said you've done 30 people and there's 426 on your Instagram and a load more on your Facebook like we've got a long way to go yet. The yeah. 30 that you've done is excellent. I don't know where you are with them all, but there is probably a bit of, hey, I don't know if you could help me. One thing you could really do to help me with my Kickstarter is to share the project. I'd love a share before it starts and a share on a day of launch because for a Kickstarter, like the number of sales on day one makes a huge difference. That would be awesome if you could help me do that. How do I ask people in one of the outer circles of that, like, okay, so I've contacted people that I really like, but I haven't talked to in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at, I have like actually an Excel sheet of names and there's some people I haven't reached out to yet that I can. The only thing stopping me is fear. So that's dumb. But let's say, yeah, like I'm gonna, there's this one guy I met <laughs> and like, you know, he totally was hitting on me, but like I was married at the time, but then we became Facebook friends and now he's married. So it's totally cool. Like, we don't talk, but we like each other's drawing <laughs> posts, right? Um, so obviously, like, we, we still like each other as friends. Do I reach out to him? You know, like, what do I say? Why wouldn't you reach out to him? Why wouldn't I reach out to him? Because he might think I'm just reaching out to him for his network. Is that okay? I guess so. I mean, I do like his drawings and stuff. So how could you possibly word it? What would be a comfortable wording for you? Because we're all different. Yeah, we are all different. So should I do the like tap on the shoulder first of like, you know, hey, X name, which I won't say on this podcast. Let's call him, uh, I don't know, Peter Parker. Um, Hey, Peter Parker. Like super long time. I love the cow drawings that you've been putting. Those are super cute. Like I'm working on something too. And I would just love your opinion on it. And if you knew anyone who was into like, cool, creepy girl horror comics. Do you think you could do me a favor and just like pass it along? Also, like, how's uh, life in that place you live that I won't say on the podcast? And how's your wife, whose name I also won't say on the podcast? It sounds perfect. Sounds friendly, sounds connection. It's asking directly for what you want, which is help and showing you actually know the person and care. So that's perfect. Okay. All right, I'll do it. And you know what? I do have time in between sets of working out. So that is a kind of a perfect time. (laughs) And I set my alarm on my phone so I won't get caught into the cycle of it. I love that. Okay. There's still names I haven't reached out to. You're right. You're right. All right. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Oh, it's so scary. So scary. Well, the worst that happens is they don't see your message and they ignore you. Well, actually, the very worst that happens is they write back and say, what? You're asking me to share your project? (gasps) I I can't imagine that actually happening, but you never know. 
But I would just do it. And then you've got the the sort of outer circle. The next circle out is the people on Instagram. You've got 426 followers and you probably don't know them all. But there's no reason why you can't go down that list and go, hey, like there's one you've got on here called the Leary Film. I don't know if you know their name, but you could look at their list and you could go, hey, Leary Film, how are you? I see you follow my account. I'm just about to launch my Kickstarter. It's my first everyone. I'm super nervous and excited. Please, could you help me share it or have a look at the page? I'd really appreciate some help. Oh, my God. And and just do that for the people you don't know. Why is that so scary to me? (laughs) Like, full on, like, just I'm going to do it. I mean, I'll do it. I promise, but it's very scary to just contact someone I don't know out of the like out of nowhere. Ugh. But I mean, they, well, they are follow following you. me. They are they following follow you. me. Yeah, that's true. They do follow me. Well, imagine I did that. Who knows? Yeah, but they might actually go. Oh, she messaged me. I've loved her art for years. I followed her for years. I love her art, and she's messaged me. You just don't know. They might go. I don't even remember following this account. What is this message? What's the worst that happens is they ignore it. Yeah, fair. Okay. So there we go. So this week, every day, 15 people. Oh my God. Every day, 15 people. Well, I was thinking every day, 15 people in the morning. Oh my God. And 15 people at lunch and 15 people in the evening. Like the outer circle ones are easier because it's the same message every time, just changing the name and maybe a little intro, but it's generally the same message every time. And you should... Like if I get into it and I'm on Twitter and I'm really working it, I can send a hundred plus messages an hour, but that's if I'm really into it and working it. Like, I feel like to start with it, you can send like slower for the people, you know, but it'll get faster the less you know them because you don't know enough to personalize the messages too much apart from name and how you're doing. All right. Okay. So three times. Yeah. Cause if I did only 15 a day, I would never get halfway through the list. All right. We're doing it 15, three times a day. So yeah, like when I take my little coffee breaks, instead of scrolling mm-hmm. Instagram, marketing we're going to work Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, we're gonna exactly. Work it. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Got it. Ooh, so nervous. Well, the way to think about these platforms is there's a bunch of people on them that you can network with, and if you think of Instagram or Twitter or some of these places as giant networking events, if you went to the networking event and stood at the side and just look to everyone else, how far would you get with your business? Yeah, not super far. <laughs> so what would you do at an actual networking event? Yeah, I'd go up to people. And I'll, and you know, it's funny, my company, like we went to a big trade show thing. I don't want to give too much information about what I do. And um, my job is not sales, but I was the only person in my entire company who could just go up to strangers and start talking to them. So that became my job for the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even like my boss, who's like very personable. uh, You know, I mean, it helps that I'm a lady and it was, it's a a very male dominated industry. But nonetheless, I was able to just go up to people. Guys were just talking in a group and I was like, hey guys, like there's a rule. If you're in front of our trade booth, you have to come and like play our game. And they're just like, ha ha ha, you're so charming. Um, So somehow in real life, I find it less nerve wracking than online. Isn't that so weird? Why would that be? If this was normal times, I'd be telling you to get down to a comic book convention and do that well, and I just would. work the room. That would be phenomenal if this I was would. real time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Alan, I just have to say right before COVID, I had like my first 
Comic-Con and it was like an erotic <gasps> art fair and I was like selling prints and people, you know, like it was just signing stuff, selling prints. It was so fun. It was like a feminist erotic art fair. And then like a month later, we're all in lockdown. Ah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, who knows what the fuck's going to happen in this world. Hopefully that will happen again because I know I'm really good in person. Like I was dying. I was like, this is my first convention. I'm going to do a whole bunch this year. I'm going to do Montreal Comic-Con and blah, blah, blah. And no. So, yeah, so this online world, I better get used to it because here we are. Well, you kind of have to work with what you're given at the moment. And online tools actually make it very quick and easy to connect with a lot of people so we can do it at scale. Ideally, we'd be doing both. We'd be working a physical room and we tie in your launch with being at a Comic-Con doing the online stuff and everything all tied in at once so that we can reach a vast number of people. We can create an impact. You can share pictures. Like we ideally tie all those in, but we just, we're not there at the moment. We just need to rely on digital tools and we need to message as many people as we can. Like this sales at a certain extent is a numbers game, Jamie. If we message 10 people, we might get one sale. If we message a thousand people, we might get 10 sales. Like there is a sales element that we just need to get your product in front of a large number of people and ask them to buy. And that's the stage we're at. We've got to get out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's do some sales. Let's get over that here. And it's such an artisty thing to not sell yourself. And I'm, I haven't like an entrepreneur at heart, you know, like I do, like I'm, I'm always doing side gigs. I'm always getting commissions. I'm always, so I'm not adverse to selling. I'm not like, oh, you know, like selling my art. No, no, like let's sell this shit. Let's make some profit. Like I'm into it. It's just still very scary. And every person you sell to, you brighten their lives with your visual comics. I hope so. I really hope so. That's the goal, right? I want people to like have my art in their hands and be happy. That's the whole point. Give them pleasure. Give them excitement. Give them energy. Give them something amazing to look at, a screensaver for the desktop and the uh, digital comic book and all those bits. You're going to brighten their lives. We just need to get the word out about what you do en masse to the people that will be interested. So let's start there. Mission one, contact everyone we already know, all of them, all the followers, all of the people, all the different accounts ask them to support, ask them to share. And then mission two is we're going to start to reach out to the women in horror comic books, the people who like these things. We're going to start to find the hashtags. We're going to start to go out there. But mission one, let's start with the people we know because they're already warm. They follow you for a reason. They know you. And then mission two, we can go out from there. Mission three is I'm going to make my Kickstarter video this weekend. So that'll be something to share with you. I am very excited Yes, because Kickstarter campaigns in general, if they have a video, they're three times more likely to be funded. So having a video definitely makes sense. You've got the artwork to grab attention. You've got the messages. You've got everything you need. We just, yeah, let's do this thing. Let's make it happen. Okay. Okay. Now I'm like, should I go up to 3,000? No, we made a decision. 2,500. It's done. We're not. If I go past that, fine. We're sticking to it. Stick with it. Let's do it. Let's get it out there. Two and a half grand. Let's make it happen. And we've got to remember that's Canadian dollars, not US. So it's yeah, not so that it's, much money. It's pretty much 2000 yeah. 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 And if it was pounds, it would be like 1250 oh or something. Going to London like, last yeah. year. Jesus Christ, that was expensive. <laughs> it's like everything is, you just have to, whenever you pay anything, you're like double. This is just double. But it is, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's great if you're English going abroad because it makes everything else cheaper, but it's oh the other God. way around. Yeah. yeah. So let's get it out there. Let's do that. Is there anything that's going to stop you sending these messages this week? 
what will stop me? Um, well, time, I guess I'm back into that. Like, I mean, everybody knows how limited my time is. Although I started this new workout routine where I'm only lifting four days a week. So like Wednesday mornings, I'm like, I have more, you know, like an hour and a half extra because I'm not working out. So I don't know. I'm going to do with all that time. Um, what can stop me? Fear is basically it. So I don't know what to do when I'm scared to send one. Just do it. I don't know. I hate that Nike has such a good slogan. They have an amazing slogan. Uh, I'd like to give you the three second rule. And this is a rule that I have for approaching people, sending messages or making phone calls. If I am nervous to do it, if I don't do it inside the first three seconds, I know I'm going to talk myself out of it. Oh, that's so good. You know, I actually love Mel Robbins. And I've read her the five second rule book. And I'm listening to an audiobook of her right now. It's like an audible original. And it's all about getting over fear. What? Is it some sort of sign? No, I'm just reading it. Um, so <laughs> yeah, let's do the three to five second. Let's just let's let's stick with the Mel Robbins branding of five second rule. I like that. Just five, four, three, two, one, send the message. That's it. Just do it. Okay. I should tattoo that on my hand or something. <laughs> And then we just send the message. The other thing is to realize, and I had to realize this, sometimes one gets oneself into a spiral of, ah, it's not going well, and this is happening, and this is happening. And it's noticing the spiral and having strategies to get out of it. The number one strategy is to reach out to someone that you know will give you support. So if you are in that, you have my phone number, send me a message on WhatsApp and say, Alan do something and I'll send you a voice message back. Who knows what I'll do, but I'll do something okay. to shake you out of that state. I um, do. Uh, I do love a good spiral. I do. I do love a good <laughs> downward spiral. Uh, so yeah, I will then. And in fact, even my therapist was like, why didn't you reach out to your coach? I'm like, I don't want to bug him. Like, you know, he's too. Okay. If I feel a spiral of negativity, I'm going to send you a little message. I am asking for it. Done. Perfect. And option two, which you know this, you've got the do the exercise, do some weights, do something else, anything to end the spiral. Like it doesn't actually really matter, but if I catch myself in it, I'm living by the sea in Mexico at the moment and the sea is actually quite cold. If I just run outside and run into the sea, it definitely changes my state. Like you're in Canada, you can run outside and lie in the snow, that will change your state. But anything to just stop the spiral, take a breath, and then come back at it. But we just need to stop that because the more time we spend thinking about stuff, the less time we spend doing. And the key to success for this project is the doing. All right, let's just let us do it. I was trying to say not say let's do it, but you can't. So <laughs> Nike has it. So let's do this, Alan. Let's do this not as successfully as my uh, final words, but you know, it'll actually it's probably how it's going to work out. We'll just tumble our way into funding this Kickstarter. I think that's a good metaphor for it. Perfect. And the closing message for all of you listening and for Jamie is if you're launching a project, people won't just find it. You have to tell them about it. And that saying of if you build it, they will come is the biggest hurdle to entrepreneurs, because if you build it, no one will come. Jamie can't just build a Kickstarter page, put it out there and then sit there with her fingers crossed that people will show up and buy. That's not how it works. If you build it, you have to promote it. So for every single one of you listening out there, if you've got a business and you've started it, if you put something out, if you put a web page out there and you're thinking, well, no one's buying, 
you've got to promote it. And the size of your promotional effort will directly be related to the number of people who turn up at the page, the number of people who view your product, the number of people who sign up for your email list, and the number of people who buy. So what I want you all to do is to double your promotional efforts this week. Get out there into the world, talk to people, network, send messages, and let's sell. And by selling, you will help other people overcome their problems. You'll brighten their lives with what you do, and you might make a few pounds or dollars. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.